What's going on? Good afternoon, everyone, ladies and gents. Hope your Sunday has been pretty swell. This is your boy, Josh Collins, coming in. Yo. Courtney Douglas, man. Yeah, yeah, present. yeah. Yeah, he present. I had to make sure that, uh-oh, thought we hung up. But yeah, man, thanks for tuning in. This is the Finished Works Brand Podcast, Milk versus Solid Food. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. Hope everyone's, uh, all the moms, Mother's Day was, was really great. Hope you spend a lot of time with family and just, uh, you know, was able to embrace how appreciated you are. And if you don't know you're appreciated as a mom, the Finish Works brand appreciates you. You know what I mean? Oh, most certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, man. Courtney, what's going on, man? What's up? Nothing much, man. I echo pretty much all your sentiments. Shout out to all the graduates out there as well, yeah. too, man. May is yeah. a big month for all of that, you know. So, hopefully, your life journey starts off swell yeah gonna be a lot of uh bumps in the road man but as my mom always say you'd be all right (laughs) 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 you'd be all right (laughs) people above their heads every day b (laughs) yeah you'd be all right (laughs) you know just uh try to remember everything that you learned you know and shout out to all the moms out there shout out to um our wives as well too yeah um kids as well thank y'all for allowing us man to take time out of the day man to do the podcast and and other things man for the brand and cooking up the sweet content shout out to nicolay as well too man yeah one of the best coffees uh uh, coffee makers or or one of the best coffee products out there on the market escape patch you know want to shout that out as well too and also escaping the doldrums as well man yeah yeah, yeah. So, and thank you for the wives, man. And I apologize to you, man. I'm running a little bit behind. I was killing it. I was on a grist schedule. I got so sidetracked, and man, stuff stuff happened. So I apologize. But uh, oh, you good, man? I was able to uh, cause we uh, got out of church. We went to a later service, man, and okay. I was able to come home, man, and uh, cook, man. Uh, had some of that good old asparagus, man, with a pinch of that lemon pepper. Okay. Um. We we had we had a little ham on that thing and some, some that potatoes, bro. <laughs> you know, so we we slowly turning that curve, man. What curve, man? Is for the people because they they don't know what curve. Oh, um, the delicious suicide curve is what we're trying <laughs> to get away from. Um, just uh, you know, talking to UJ and, and listening to your wife and and we we've heard of it, man. But it's just about eating clean, man. Um. Learning about processed foods, man, and you know it's a it's a legal way, man, that they eliminating the population low key, you know, because mm. they know what they're doing, you know. And I say they, I, I, I'm gonna just say they, and it's super vague, man. But I'm I'm getting tired of saying the G word, so you know, uh, those that are in in high places, man, that are well calculated in some of the moves they make, very strategically, I might add. Um, you know, we're trying to, you know stir from processed foods man and really eating what the land produces man so that's the that's the curve that we're that we're trying to turn from yeah man um i think that's awesome and um you know we've been i would say um when i say we my wife and i and my daughter we uh you know we've been doing this for quite some time but this year 2019 has been a little more detailed 
Like, and it's the best I have felt in a while. Um, I'm leaner than I've been in a while. Like, um, and it's all due to my food. And, and I've been working out, you know, sparingly when I came on you know, three, four times a week. And I go in there, I don't play no games. You know, I don't waste no time. I might be in there for 30 minutes. Sometimes I'm in there for an hour. But my food, I would say, I would say I'm about 80%. Maybe ninety percent on some some uh, weeks, but eight, uh, eighty or ninety percent clean for you know food. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, grass fed, a lot of grass fed meat, grass fed beef. Um, I, I was able to find a farmer. Thank God. Thank you, Becca, um, who's on the Collins Report. Um, Becca's let the girl that sells me meat. Go check that out too. That's another podcast, but uh, that I'm on. But yeah, I was able to buy meat from her and. Uh, it's helped me out tremendously. Tastes different. I've been eating a lot of greens, man. Just a lot of green veggies. Anything green I eat, man, flush me out. Um, I went to Chick Fil A yesterday, and my stomach was just tore up, man. And you know, Chick Fil A is just sacred to me. I love Chick Fil A, but oh yeah, but you know, my stomach was rumbling a little bit, man. I was like, oh, it's probably because they had no fries and. In a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the grease got your boy. So, but yeah, man, um, I'm not, I would say I'm proud of you because that, that change is not easy, especially amongst African-Americans, man. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm proud of you guys for just making strides to, to eat better. Yeah, man. We appreciate y'all as well, too, man, because we know it. Um, Especially like, my, you know, my wife feel like, man, I, I got to get clean, you know, man. And for yeah, some reason, man. I like nitpick at him. Like, man, listen, how do you go and do a workout, man? But then you reward yourself with a cupcake or a cookie. And then a lot of women but, do but, that, man. I'm not going to say all, but I, I would say maybe half and half. Because when we went to Columbus a few weeks ago, man, for the sneaker convention, man, we had met uh, my cousin's uh, soon-to-be wife. <laughs> and she does the same thing, you know, after a good hard workout. A lot of people do. Often, I, I deserve a cookie. Like, nah, man, you deserve a salad. You deserve to eat even, to eat even more cleaner now. Here, here's what I the think. the benefits. Here's what I think. I think a lot of times when you work out, your body is craving something. If you work out good and, like, you work out well, not good, but you work out well and, you know, you you're, you put up a sweat and, you know, you're, you're fatigued. Right. You crave stuff and I know this from being hypoglycemic um, I crave something just sweet to get my sugar back up because I'm fatigued but my dopamine is going I feel like I did something good so I deserve something good and you go and eat that chocolate chip cookie you know what I'm saying uh, and man, I, I, bro I hate to cut you off <laughs> what's up but- Chick-fil-A got the best chocolate chip cookies oh, ever. I didn't even bro. know Chick-fil-A had chocolate chip cookies. I got a yesterday, man, and I had A1 at the, on the job, bro. Man, you know it's good when you close your eyes on that bite. Mm. <laughs> That's what I did, man. I closed my eyes. Having man. a food, I, having a food no. gasm. But, but go ahead. <laughs> no, so that's what I think people do, man, but... That's no different than people going to church on Sunday and then doing whatever they want to do at the church. You know what I'm saying? You know, how you go to the gym, work out, and then go eat a cookie. How you go to church and then walk out and do everything that unsaved folks are doing. 
without repentance now without repentance wholehearted repentance okay because i don't want right. to sound i don't want to sound like this is a podcast uh that's built on its works criticism and, and it's works yeah, you know yeah, built yeah, on yeah, strict yeah, criticism yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah but we don't condone loose living no 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 you know what i mean so that that's what i'm saying um but yeah, man, it's, it's a it's a big stride, man, to, to eat better. And um, me personally, I've leaned out, and I didn't tell no one until now. And I told you two weeks ago, you know what I was doing for the past couple of months. But it, it really, man, it's up my fats and and my proteins are up. And I've been eating like every morning. You guys, Nick, who does our sound, man, I would, I'll text him before I come over, like, hey, can you make me some eggs in, inside of coconut oil? You know what I mean? I, I appreciate them for doing it. Like nothing else in it. You could season if you want to, but just eggs and coconut oil, man. Um, mm-hmm. That gets my brain going. That gets me, you know, the, the coconut oil just gets my brain going and thriving, and you know, helps you think. And then uh, those type of fats aid in protein synthesis. You know what I mean? Helps the protein get to the bloodstream even quicker. So you know, I know people say protein is king for building muscle, but Mm-hmm. You know, the fats help your energy, man. The fats help your brain think that fats help you stay alert. You know what hey, I'm saying? I'm, I'm excited to tell you this, man, and, and, and we'll, we'll move on. Lord willing, tomorrow morning when the Lord wakes me up, Jay, I'm having pink salmon, eggs cooked in coconut oil. Oh, it's fire. And oatmeal. It's fire. It's That's fire. fire. My wife, my wife was like, "You gonna do bacon?" I was like, "No, man." I was like, "Babe, yeah, I'm like, fire. I'm like, I think I've been holding back on this because we had, we we even expanded our grocery budget, bro." We got to. I was like, you know, we have like, to. I do want some. I do want some steaks in the house. You know, I, I want you know grass fed, of course. I was like, man, I always get fish when I go out to eat. I was like, man, I'm finna copy some fish, man. So I got I got a couple things of pink salmon in here, bro. man. That's gonna be my breakfast regimen. I'll put you on, bro. I did that last summer. I would eat like I would eat some eggs, and I would. You, oh, you a you a big uh? What you call them? I call them just little scrambles when I mix everything together, man. But uh, oh, the uh, the the plate from from Powers. Yeah. So yeah, bruh, I would do that with eggs. I would add spinach, and then I would uh, I would cook the uh, like some salmon. I would, I would cook it the night before, and then put it in a skillet, warm it up. Then I chop it on up and mix it all together, man. It's fire. I'll yeah. be using like an olive oil, but it's fire. Oh, it's fire. Then season that bad boy how you want. Pink Himalayan salt with a with some pepper and, and gar you know, onion powder and all that stuff. Fire. Right. Fire. Or whatever you whatever you you know floats your boat, but it's fire. Eggs yeah, and man. eggs and fish is fire to me. Um, so for all of y'all out there, man, we just encourage y'all, man. Take small baby steps, man, to just yeah, eat healthy. I, I look, want to stay look, on look, that look a little longer, the cabinets, too. the pantries, all of that, you know, and, and try to substitute something, yeah. man, piece I, by piece. I want to stay on it a little bit, too, man, because, like I said, um, I'm not making this an African-American thing, but African-Americans in America, lifespans are shorter than the rest of the population. You know what I mean? And a lot of it comes down to, to food, you know, we're... We're we're at higher risk that at you know with blood pressure and high cholesterol and thyroid diseases and a lot of other diseases, man. You know what I'm saying? This is some of the stats. So and, and all seventy percent of that stuff could be gone if we just change the way we eat. You know, uh, Christ said people would, would perish for lack of knowledge. I think a lot of black people 
they uh, a lot of people in general, but especially a lot of black people, man, we don't we don't educate ourselves on stuff that we should eat. You know what I mean? Until it's too late, you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and they tell you, hey, you got type two diabetes. It's like, well, I got to change the way I've been eating. I just I just don't want to get there, man. And even yesterday, right. and even yesterday, man, I was looking around. Um, I live in Indiana. I think we're like 34 for city, like fat cities. I won't say fat cities, but you know what I mean. But uh, and we're high up there as a state, as you know, um, we're high on that list as a state. And I'm just looking around, man. I just, I just feel bad, man. Like, cause we're dying, bro. I just looked at, looked at it as death. And like, I like to eat. Don't get me wrong. I like good food, but. If I can make some strides and, you know, not die before my time, as Solomon said, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go eat me some, a bag of spinach. I'm exaggerating, but I'm going to go eat some spinach so I don't die before my time. But I just, I got sad yesterday, man, just looking at people and where I was at, man. It was it was so many people that was obese, man. And I was just like, man, this is sad. My eyes just been opening. Um, been, I'm sorry, not opening, open. Since uh, you know you and I spoke, and we watched the documentary "The Magic Pill," and I just I just been looking at just just stuff, man. Like we eat a lot, um, and I got away from some, I got away from some habits that my my grandmother curated me into. Like when I didn't go to Applebee's until I I moved to Fort Wayne. I was 19 years old on my birthday, mm. on my birthday when I went to Applebee's. And everybody laughed at me at the table. It was like, you ain't never been to Applebee's? We been going here. I was like, I did. I grew up, you know, we ate at the house. I grew up where we went out to eat on Mother's Day. Right. On special occasions is when we went out to eat. Yeah. And my grandma took me to Ponderosa. So, and that was like. Oh, that was dope. (laughs) <laughs> once two times you know one to two times a year but she was cooking food and she wasn't making the best things don't get me wrong right but I, I would say it wasn't processed I don't think you know what I mean she would make some chicken but you know make a roast or some chili it was homemade so it was a, it was a little bit better in context but like now that yep. I'm older man food is a little more some a lot of food is a little more worse the restaurants are a little more worse than back then you know what I mean um it's, it's a lot more of them I'm sorry that's what I mean. Maybe they're the same, but there's a lot more restaurants. You know what I mean? There's a lot more. Like when McDonald's put out that commercial and said, "We our chicken nuggets are now white meat. I was like, where, where were they before? <laughs> like, wait, what are you talking yeah, about? The, the pink slime and all What are that? you talking? We, our, our nuggets are now white meat. Come to McDonald's. What? Yeah, wait, bro, what was I, I eating? That, that turned me <laughs> off, man. Or they come out. Uh, 100%, 100% pure beef. I'm like, what were they just, before? Yeah, you just got your head, man. Like, yep. <laughs> That's an indicator, man. You know what I mean? You, hey, you don't got to tell me put on my coat when it's uh, snowing outside. So, right. you know what yep. I mean? Like, bruh. So, just that's what I've been on, man. And I've um, been doing well, been eating a lot of almonds. And I, you know, man, I just, I just want to. I just want to be around for as long as I'm supposed to. If I leave, I, I I pray that you know it's it's on God's term and it's not like Solomon said, it's not before my time. He's all right. I'm, I'm gonna read Isaiah 55 too, but um, here's the uh, the NLT version, New Living Translation. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? 
Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest foods. And that can be taken as a double, triple, quadruple entendre. But for our context that we're speaking, me, Cordy and I are speaking about, we're going to just, you know, keep it on food. But that can be taken as a lot of things, man. Yeah, man. Because we just, we want to prolong life, man. But we also want to spread the awareness, man, because we want you, the listeners, and people who will listen to this in the future, we want you to live long as well, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I, man, a lot of people in my family, like my Aunt Patsy died at 50. <laughs> mm. You know, this pe- like I can name a lot of people that's died recently between the two families, mine and my wife's. And they were like 50, 55, like not that old, man. Like, man, what is going on? And a lot of it was, you know, just stroke or high blood pressure or just stuff like that, man. And it's like, man, that's, this this could have been prevented then. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's real sad. Mm. Yeah, man. Very, very, very sad. So, um, like I said, um, just make small changes, you know, and work out as well too. That's some yeah, exercise, man. man. Go play with the that, I got the exercise part down. You a meal, man? You, I know, man. If you ever buy you a Fitbit or something, shoot, I can't even imagine how many miles you working. I mean, you walking per week? Uh, I can tell you. Oh wait, on your iPhone? Yeah, and it's it's uh it's up to date. I'm gonna hold on real quick. Goodness, uh, are you driving dude. a lot or are you walking a lot? How does that how does that work as a mailman? Let me go to the today. I think I want to say I took Thursday twenty thousand steps. Mm. Times that so about a week. That equates to. <clears throat> Uh, hold on. I think I hit something wrong. Today I took sixteen hundred and two steps, so that's basically two floors. Hey, where all did I go? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I times a week though. Uh, anywhere from seven to ten miles a day. Goodness, just walking. So you and do I walk up. sometimes too, and I do push-ups in my truck. Well, say so you do. I didn't know if you. Uh, well, okay. So do all mailmen walk a lot, or do some like drive a lot too? It's both, uh, man. It's, it's vast. You got truck drivers, and then you got the carriers, man. We might be in a rural area where we just got mailboxes that are outside on the edge of the street, man, and we just sit in the vehicles and just deliver mail that way. Which me. I wouldn't want to do that because a lot of people that like those jobs are, I'm not going to say every, all people, that's, you know, being ignorant, but I would say a good majority like that just just to be lazy. They don't want to walk. Me, I would rather walk my entire route than sit in the vehicle all day. That's just me. I like I like walking. I like being out. I like engaging with people. So anytime I get a chance to walk and deliver mail, plus I can control my pace, mm. you know, rather than just being in the vehicle and having to, Sometimes you can't even uh, run up and, you know, drive up and put mail in the box because there there might be a car parked in front of there. So you still got to get out, deliver the mail, go around the car, you know, take a box or a package to the door, ring the doorbell and run back to the truck and keep it moving. So me, 
uh, out me, I like walking, bro. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, it's it's a mixture. It just depends on the uh, area in which you're, uh, where your station is posted out of and the, uh, and the region itself. Mm. See, I don't think we're built to sit down like our society wants to. I, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, we were built to be pr- productive. We were built to do something and, you know, Bible says create with your hands, you know. Yeah, and they want me to be a manager, man, or or a supervisor. I I I can't sit in the office, man. I just can't sit in the office all day, bro. I got so you have move, to sit in the man. office, like you don't. Well, one, you would be an amazing uh, supervisor, though. But if you are a supervisor, you have to sit in the office. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's certain times where we can go with different carriers, man, and uh, clock their routes or whatever to see how long they are on the streets. Yeah. You know, but that's every so that's every that's, that's every so often me. And then, you know, you got your meetings, your conference calls and you got to be a station handle other work and uh, answering the customers complaints. And this carrier threw my box over the over the fence. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah. A lot of pettiness. Where's my package? Me. I got to be in the trenches, man. Gotcha. Got to show off the socks, bro. Gotcha. You know, I, I, it's just something about being out there. It, it doesn't feel like a job at all, man. I think that's one of the things that I enjoy uh, most about delivering. Okay, I got you, got you, got you. But you pretty much, you saying that, you said they they want you to be a manager. You pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've been approached and asked, man. Like, hey, man, you should be a supervisor. You that, should think about it. Like, that's gotta uh, be. That's gotta be pretty affirming. And what? I mean, no, just just it, the thought. I get. I get. I totally understand why you wouldn't. This gotta be pretty affirming, though. I guess I'm looking at it from like that's God's. That's God's grace over, over you, man. That's God. You know, you're right. You're being righteous at work. People want you to lead, have a leading position. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's gotta be pretty affirming. Yeah, I see that too. I'm like, man, Lord. I, but I, I get it though. You're like, man, I'd rather be out here with the people. You, because you're a man of the people. And you like, yeah. Being, you, you like being with the people, and you like them gift cards too, man. They be giving you it during the holidays. Yeah, and they really, tried to tell us, man, earlier this week. They said, hey, you know, no, you, you can't allow the customers to solicit to you. Everybody <laughs> started laughing, and I had my one of my coworkers, Mister B, was like, man, listen. If it's 90 degrees outside and they try to give me a cold water, you best believe I'm going to take it. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> and we all fell out laughing and everything, which is true. But um, a few podcasts ago, you know, I, I had told everybody how I had uh, I didn't get a chance to get the route that I wanted. And I ended up moving to a different route completely. Well, this past week, man, I got back on my original route, man. And the reception was, man, very overwhelming, man. It's just, you don't know how much people really care about you, man, until you're gone. Man, I got mm. I got two plants from customers. In a week. Uh, yeah. You said what? I said in one week. In one week, I got a big, I got a nice-sized plant. I do have a green thumb. I got another plant that uh, they cut off from this apartment complex that they gave me a piece of to restart and grow. Man, I I went to uh, one of my businesses. Man, uh, the owner of the building, he's like, man, where you been at? Man, they they made me go back in the kitchen, bro. And they had like I put it on the live of our of our story of our story feed. They had like maybe seven to ten boxes of pizza back there. They said, mm-hmm. man, here, take this box and fill it up. 
and and that's yours. And I'm like, you know, I ain't turn it down. Oh, all right, this is my cheat day. So, you know, I, I took that, and uh, it's just been love, man. So I was like, yeah, Christmas is going to be good again this year. Let's see if we can break over, over 400 <laughs> this year. You know, but they Good give me gracious. something they do if they don't, man. I just appreciate the uh, acknowledgement of, of hard work and appreciation, man, from the folks on my route. What, um, so why, why are you getting that type of, I guess, favor? How, how do you develop that type of favor? You know what I mean? I, I think it's just blessed. I think it's just bestowed upon you by God, man, to be honest with you. And characteristics, biblical characteristics, man, how you carry yourself with integrity, man. Because a lot of my customers come to me, man, they be cracking up. It's like, hey, every time we see you, you always have a smile on your face and you're always dancing or bobbing mm -hmm. when you deliver the mail. Because I'd be in my zone, man. If I play, if I'm listening like, to old school music or old school worship music, man, I've got this bop as I'm delivering. You know, I'm doing I'm I'm doing spin moves, delivering the mail in the box, man, and That's I'm funny. a chipper when I'm out there. Like I said, I'm in a whole different world, man, when I'm delivering. So you never know who's watching you. So uh, and they enjoy it. You know, they introduce me to their families. You know, I'm holding babies, bruh. You know, uh, it's it's just you that become part funny. of the community. So man, that video, you know? we, that video we did with Nick is it's that's real life. <laughs> Like, thanks. I thought you just acted, but nope. <laughs> no, that's, that's basically like like what me and Nick did. That's how it is on my route. Like, that's how I normally deliver mail. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Check our video like, out, by the way. Man, I'm in my own world. And they watching, they be laughing at me, though. They be like, man, you got to be the coolest mailman we know. Because I be I like, and I do like the little tightrope on the uh, edge of, the, of, of, their, of their sidewalk or whatever. I can't really describe it, though, but... Like, if they got, like, uh, let's say, landscaping and they have, like, a brick wall or whatever that I can type rope and go to the next house, mm. then I go across that so smooth. They compliment me on my socks, which I got to holler at you, man, to go to Marshalls for me or if I can go up man, here. I just I want to order the Iron Man or Captain America socks. I just left but, Marshalls um, today. Got them Falcon Stan socks. That's my yeah. team, by the way. But, you know, but I guess that's it, man. So yeah. when people acknowledge you that you enjoy doing what you do, man, it's just like, hey, and we get our mail on time. You know, there's never no issues, man. Our, our packages never come up missing. Uh, so um, that's righteous, man. You treat you treat the mail like it's yours. That's being and righteous. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't and I, and and I and I say this, I don't go out my way looking for gifts or nothing like that. And just, they just give them to me. You know what I mean? Like every Christmas, man, and they they try, they try to give me like a bottle of champagne or a gift card to Olive Garden or anywhere that I want to go. They'll tell me like, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, and I, if I try to play modest, they'll shut me up. Like, no, dude, let me know what you want. Like, I got a doctor that tells me that. Like, hey, man, you don't want something for your wife? You want to go to Roof Chris? You want to go to where you want to go? You know, I'll, you just tell me the name and I'll give you a gift card. You know, it's just things like that. You know, from a bottle of champagne to Starbucks gift cards galore. Like every Christmas, and I'll leave it at this, I've probably received over 150 bucks in Starbucks gift cards. Mm. If my math serves me right. And that's no exaggeration. You man. know, so I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know, man. I, I pocket them. I, I, and then my wife would tell you, too, I got like a, um, I got a drawer. I think I throwing them away. I only keep them for maybe a few months. But um, I probably receive like over 50 Christmas cards, you mm. know, of appreciation. Mm. 
So that's that's one of the perks, man, of being a mailman. Man, no, I think that's one of the perks of being a righteous mailman. That's righteousness, man. Correction. Most definitely, yeah, Jay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll side with yeah. that 100%. Isaiah 26, 7, man, the path of the righteous is level. You, the upright one, make the way of the righteous very smooth. And that's what oh, he's yeah. doing. I don't, that's what I thought about when you when you are, were, you know, explaining the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just cool, though, man. I think that righteous attitude, you smiling, bobbing your head, is. You know, you 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 uplift the culture of a mailman, bro. You uplift it, cause that. Come on, man. You're the cool. I say this all the time, and I'm probably biased because you're my man's. But you're the coolest mailman ever, ever. Like you bobbing your head. I've never seen a mailman. I I get the package from the mailman. He just like Collins. Yes, here. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, thank you. Maybe right. be mad, but you you know. I would love to have a mailman like that to look forward to, man. To f- look forward to seeing and get my package and he put a smile on my face. You never know what someone's going through when they wait for their mail. So a mailman that's righteous and dancing and you know that's gonna that's gonna make somebody happy. That's gonna uplift someone's spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's be, that's been a uh, one of my old mentors told me. Oh, you want to be a it was want to be a visible believer. You know what I mean? People people like seeing stuff and they can take it in. Cause you you remember every uh, certain uh, you remember like fifty percent of the things that you see, and you're gonna mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You might not remember what dude looked like, but you remember that the mailman was smiling. So yeah, man. That's the second time I heard that, man. Shout out to my brother and Lord, man, Jared Dickerson, man. He came over last night to watch the fight with me. Oh man, and um, he said that uh, he he sells cars no, at I'll Nissan at, at <laughs> Nissan down here in Indianapolis, man. Yeah, and uh, he said, you know, that's one of the things. He said, cause he said, I've been saved for five years. So he said, you know, me, I haven't read the the, the entire Bible. He said, I will, you know, I will soon, but I, I want to be able to live this out visibly. For yep. people to really see so when they know there's no question that you know i belong to christ i said man right i said me too you know because one of the things that that used to disdain people and turn people off man from 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 me in a sense i used to be very very critical the critique and everything you know what i mean rather than just letting the light within me shine as being that newfound believer in christ you know, because I didn't want to come off like a Sharif, and we spoke on that, man, back in the summer. You don't want to be a Sharif and 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 play whack-a-mole with everybody. You know, in a spiritual sense, still, you do something you like, man. You're your Bible something, and and we love the Word of God, man. But we have to exercise the fruit of the Spirit and use discernment. You got to know when to give truth or or to give teaspoons of it. You know, there's different. There's a time and a place for everything. You know what I mean? So sometimes. You have to be cognizant. Like, all right, if I address you in this crowd, you might get apprehensive and want to argue back with me. But if I pull you to the side and give you a correct delivery one-on-one out of a place of love, you're going to be more receptive to receive that. Plus, your involvement or interaction with me over the past month or year or whatever it is, if, I, if we're coworkers on a job, you can see that I'm a stand-up guy from how I, how I behave and conduct myself as a believer you'll be more receptive to receiving what I'm saying to you. And mm. I think that's that's one of the main keys. Mm. Mm. Well said. Mm. What would you tell us? Well, I get. how did you, 
morph into this or stop being less critical? In other words, how did you stop being so critical? What like oh, okay? Uh, why? Oh, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me change that up real quick. When did you um, realize that's not what God wanted you to do? Looking at the response and body languages of other people, and then also uh, assessing my encounters with God when He sent people in my life and how they how they approached me, mm. and and how I received it. You know, oh, that was big for me. It was like, man, you know, how did I approach you? Now, me. Um, it was it was awesome how he did it, man. It's, it's like it's, it's like watching a, a wrestling match. Two good wrestlers, you know, like a a Kurt Angle or a Bret Hart type of guy. That's technical, like how they grapple and hook, and it live, it flows like water. It's like poetry in motion, and that's how it was because, um, and I I do this as well too, to where I can talk about everything from the weather to the sports to politics too. But I'm also listening for certain terms and, and things that you might say in your conversation for me to introduce the gospel to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I started really listening, not trying to come at it from a psychological standpoint, though. But I'm like, OK, on on this sequence of decisions that we call life, I know that there's something behind the smile. Um yeah, you may be living day to day, but there's some things deep down with inside of you, man, that are really crying out. You know, you're 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 asking questions to destiny and purpose and origin and what life is and where I'm going to go from here and things of that nature. So there's always it is, it, the gospel is always right there, man, to be introduced. And even if you don't go all the way in with the gospel, though, man, just little nuggets will help you. So. I want to take from my past experience how people came to me and implement that to certain people whenever we come into conversation rather than just bombarding the place and you're all going to hell and things of that nature. You know, like when we, when you come down here sometimes, Josh, I think we went to the Ohio State game where you had came down a few years ago yeah. and we seen a lot of street preaching as yeah. well too. And that's fine, you know, in a certain respect, man, but nine times out of ten people are going to continue to walk right past you. Mm. You know, um, now there, there is biblical example of that man, where people people follow Christ because Christ went into the synagogues and he and he stood for truth, and people were bewildered because they were like, man, we never heard a person speak like him. So that that drew intrigue, and they followed Christ. So he was able to basically preach. He didn't violate their will to know something. You know, they invited it. You know, but when you just come out of nowhere and just, you know, hit somebody upside the head, man, they're not going to receive that. Uh, a good minister that I, I follow and know of is Ray Comfort. He said, you know, you never go into somebody's bedroom, man, and flash a light in their face. You know, he said, you got to treat it like the sun. You know, in the morning time, man, you know, you know, it's morning because the light gradually comes upon you slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not bam, you know, 12 o'clock. Uh, in the afternoon, man, where the sun's brightest, it gradually gets light, and that's how we have to, you know, introduce the gospel. So, if that you got all that from, you know, critiquing in a bad way, that's that doesn't rebuild or you know help someone or lead them to you know Christ. What is a good way? What is the reform? Way to lead way? somebody to Christ. Oh, I. I also, Jay, remember this beat? Sorry, this beat was playing in the background. I was like, oh, we never use it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot about it. Remember yeah. that? 
We forgot that beat. We got some videos in the Oh, world, man. man. Y'all stay tuned. Oh, man. All right, Shout my out bad. to Homage, man. Shout out to Homage. But uh, what was your question again, Dre? Um, so you got all everything you just said, you got from really being, uh, really reforming your, you know, your ways of critiquing. So what are some good ways to critique? What? Are, how do you go about it now? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Um, well, the, I, I've used, I use scripture. Now, let me, okay. uh, now, I, I don't want to come out saying that. Well, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> let me leave by this. The Bible says that out of the issues of the heart, the mouth speaks. So sometimes when you say hello to somebody or you like me, I'm a talker, man. So I always engage with anybody. They can be a complete stranger. But when they we talk about the weather and sports, some might just come out and just tell you about their entire life story, whether that's on the elevator, you at the grocery store, no matter what. And when I can pinpoint certain things where I know that they need Christ, then I can slowly interject that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I might come out and ask him, well, well, what's your worldview? Like, what's your stance? And where, where are you getting that standard from? And then that right there is that opens the door for me to go right into the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because what you're doing is you I'm, I'm using my presuppositions as thinking, you know, I'm, I, I know for certain that you are an image bearer of God. So I know why you act, why why you act, and how you react, and why you take certain stances, and why do you hold certain standards, you know? So you're not going to be able to come to me from a creation standpoint of false ideologies, whether you believe you're from Egypt and you look at different statues that might represent a clan that you may think that you're from to relate to to make you feel good about yourself. No, I'm going to go back to the creator who, who built that body, who put that nervous system in you and every ligament and every part and functionality of the body. I can tell you why you act like you act. And I know the individual or the being behind that. So I know why you're holding that standard. And I know why you're going through what you're going through because we're humans, you know what I mean? So there's always, a, you know, it's just cause and, effect, cause and effects. We know we're pretty simple. So you're going to react this way if this happens. And I can just go through it and show them scripture after scripture. I'm like, hey, you're validating this word whether you want to believe it or not. Mm. You know what I mean? So, but it's just really, it, it's, it's James 119, man. You know, be, be swift to listen, slow to speak. And I just listen to people, man, without having a rebuttal already in my head. I know what I'm going to say to you, just depending on what you say, you know what I mean? And just try to lead you in the area. So that's how I basically approach it now. Normally, I don't even shoot off with God. I just let you speak. Mm. And then I'm just going to gather information. And then I'm going to reply. Mm. What was that? What do you feel? Find- Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. No, I, I, I was bobbing my head, man. I, oh. <laughs> I, I would be probably bobbing on the route right now to this one, man. What do you, how do you feel about this, all this abortion talk that's going on and what the government is doing with these abortion laws? Oh, um, it goes back to what I said moments ago. I mean, okay, so what, what's our presuppositions? Because I'm going to look at the, you know, the, the image bearer of Christ or image bearer of God. You know, now I heard a rapper named Offset come out and say, you know, um, it's it's terrible that, you know, the, uh, uh, I don't feel American that, you know, we can't allow a woman to kill a baby that was conceived out of rape. Well, I would answer Offset, well, what's your worldview? Because from a biblical Christian standpoint, rape is wrong. Who's your God? 
Mm. You know, so if you coming from a Christian standpoint, yes, if a man rapes a woman and she conceives, do we kill the baby? No. What we do as a church is she has the baby and then we'll step in and help her and take care of the kid. Now, in biblical times, they would kill the man, you know, yeah. for rape or castrating. They'll cut his, you know, they'll cut his tallywhacker off. For, for for right back in biblical days, yeah, you know what I mean. But if we're but if we're going to come from a, a Christian standpoint, yeah, rape is wrong in my worldview. But why is it wrong in yours? So let's let's really identify and pinpoint who we're caught, what what God is, and who and why we're calling God God. You know what I mean? Like we're going from a triune biblical standpoint of who we believe Christ is, and He's the ultimate standard. So yes, rape is wrong. But killing doesn't solve it either. That's that's you know? good. That's good. I haven't heard that point of view, and that's good because you're you're challenging that someone's thought process. And I, I like that you said, "Why do you call God God?" Because that now that gets me thinking. Like, why do I call God God? This is like this the detailed answer. You know what I mean? Right. Because you, you got to think, because most people always want to lead to that that super duper emotional pool. And that's what um, what the pro life movement does. And most people, most women that Every all try of yeah. to defend their reason of killing the, the, the offspring that's in that's inside of them. Hey, well, what if, what do you say to that woman that was raped? You know, that's like the big pool. Well, from a Christian perspective, that is wrong. That man should be killed or have his tallywhacker uh, chopped off. Mm. But if the woman has the baby, then we as the church will step in and take care of that child and then help her through the healing process of what was done to her. The psychological damage. You know, and help her... Uh, develop the characteristics to forgive that individual for his trespass because we're all understand, you know. But then always hit him over the head. Okay, well, let's take Christ for example. He took the the worst death in human history. Now that outweighs the lady getting raped and and conceiving a child. If you if you if you want to you know put put this on the scale, Christ trumps all of that. So he can forgive, you can forgive. But once again, it goes back to your worldview. Why do you call God God in your worldview? You know what I mean? Or if, yeah. there, I mean, if there isn't a God, then you shouldn't even uphold to a biblical standard. You should just be fizzing theistic thoughts and blowing spit bubbles and singing lullabies. And everything should be subjective. You shouldn't even have a base to stand on. So if I beat you up and go to your house and steal your car, you shouldn't even call the cops because I'm just fizzing theistic, you know, theism thoughts or, or atheistic thoughts. If you want to get technical, so you don't have a moral ground to stand on. So without God, you don't have a standard. And that's my response to anybody that if it's abortion or any type of thing to where you because you, you're, you're basically sawing off the very branch you're sitting on because deep down inside of you, you're built to love righteousness and justice. You want that acted on, but you won't acknowledge the base where it comes from. So your whole worldview collapsed on itself. Mm. Can you elaborate when you say without God, you don't have a standard? What do you mean? Right. Well, there's an ultimate authority. You know, when we talk about a creator, we're talking about a standard, right? So when we read the Ten Commandments, which 
there's 300 plus commandments that God gave to Israel. You know, um, don't murder, don't steal, don't kill. These are God's standards. These are my commandments. This is what you need to abide by. So we talk about a uh, creator. We're talking about a standard of living. Um, even even in America, our laws are presuppositional from a biblical standpoint. There's an ultimate standard. You know what I mean? You know, my children, for instance, if they do something wrong and they know what's wrong, then my son normally Cree, which is my twin, he, uh, one of my twins, he's going to come to me and tell me what one of his brothers did. Because there's a standard in the household that we abide by. And if you violate that standard, then I'm going to go to the authority that implements that standard because the person that did the offense is in violation of that standard. And that's the same way within our world, basically. Our highest standard is God. So if God sets the premises and the rules and those things are being violated, then we cry out for justice and righteousness. But if there is no God, everything is just subjective. So... I can do what Hitler did and kill millions of people. I can rape, steal, rob, and, and, and self-survive if I need to because there's no subjective morality if there's no God. So mm -hmm. everything should be free for all. So I shouldn't even care what Offset said about a woman killing her body. I'm about to go kill Offset because Offset has money and jewelry, and I want that. So in my worldview, it's subjective. I should have what he has because I can't get that. So I'm going to kill him and take that because there's no alternate standard over my head from mm. that standpoint. So that's what I mean by if there's no God, then there's no morality, there's no standard, there's nothing. You know what I mean? We're just African apes, highly evolved from fish to philosopher, and we're just trying to ravage through this world that, you know, is that random, you know, and that that's just random. Do you think a woman should have the right to choose abortion? From what stand from what worldview? From a Christian worldview, or just from just period? Just I'm talking about. I'm generalizing. So just in general, yeah, you're going to generalize it. Okay, yeah, well, then yeah. I'll that's that's what the law category. is. That's what the law is. General, yeah, or in America, like I'm generalizing. Oh, from no, no, you don't have the right to. Uh, you don't have the right to murder. Mm -hmm. You know, um, number one, don't play house. Keep your legs closed away from marriage. That's how you should do it. But if you want to go out here and just, you know, because once again, there's no standard being preached in the household or they're not hearing one. You don't just go out and have sex because it's a, a extracurricular activity. You know, we're procreating when we do that. And that's why you need a husband and a wife to do those types of deal. So if you go out here and you're being sluttish or a hoe or whatever the case is, you're just out here giving yourself away. Of course, you're going to get pregnant and have an unprotected sex. So you just can't go to the alternative of having an abortion because you want to evade responsibility. So, you know, it's the old-fashioned way. You made your bed, you have to lie in it, you know? And if you try to kill your baby, you know, you should at least reach out. There's people that uh, I know of ministry that, you know, hey, don't kill your baby. Just have it and you can give it to us and we'll take care of it. And that's why the Bible says, you know, in, in the book of James, that there's only one religion that God takes care of, that looks after, that or that he uh, receives and that's taking care of widows and orphans. So yeah, have the kid, you know, but the church will step in and take care of that child, you know, but you just don't have sex. Or, oh, well, I don't want to have the responsibility and kill the baby off now because now you're a murderer from my worldview. I want to get, I want to get the, 
I want to get a, uh, yeah, I want to have to, I'm going to finish this conversation, but I would like to have Miss Desiree on here one day, your wife. You said you want to have the wives on here? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. All right. They don't have to be a wife, a female perspective too. Gotcha. But, you know, the wives are open. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I would. I'm, I'm at, but I'm, I'm always filter everything. Okay, like, what's your worldview on that? You know, because that, that's what it's going to boil down to. Right. I'm not asking about you. I'm. I just want to. Yeah, I think it'd be. Yeah, good I, to, yeah, yeah. I, we link. We saying the same thing. You know, I'm just. That's how I probably will answer any female that we, you know, if that conversation ever had came up. But I would love to hear a woman's perspective too, no because doubt. once again, I'm not the one that. I don't know what it is to be a woman, so I don't know what it is to be violated like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and have something that's because sex is more than just feeling, man. It's it's spiritual and intimate, man. It's physical. It's, it's so much more, man. And that's so, why I mean, I'm I, conflicted. I get the arguments behind that. I do too, and I get what well, God says. It's go God, ahead. It, no, I'm saying I, I do too. I'm I'm conflicted by it, but I know what God's word said, and and God has the final say. So, right. So. I, but I I get it I I get the argument I get whether someone is raped you know I know someone right now that doesn't uh, yeah I just know someone right now that uh, she found out I told you this but she found out that her uncle was her father you know what I mean because mm-hmm. her mom uh, her uncle raped her mom um, and you know I see how she's dealing with that like she want not good you know what I mean. I say that, right? But she's coming to terms with it, so I think it's easier for us to say that. But God's answer is the final say. So, man, I just think about it like I, I boy, <laughs> boy, like this is psychological damage of rape. Right, and I also go back to scripture because in Genesis thirty-four, uh, Jacob's daughter uh, Dinah was raped by Shechem son of Hamar, the uh, the Hivite. You know? And uh, Jacob's sons destroyed that village, you know? After they, they played them, though. They said, hey, my son really loves your daughter, Jacob. You know, let's get married, man. You can have our daughters, and you know, and we can, you know, end them intermingle and intermarry and all of that. And they said, all right, we'll start, get circumcised first, and then y'all can have our wives. And then out of nowhere, man, they, they laid waste to that city, man. And Jacob was like, hey, man, you just made my name stink around this area, man. They're going to try to come kill us. So, man, what you gonna, so what you want us to do? Let, let us stand by and do nothing while this dude's make a whore of our sister? So they took great very seriously back then as well, too, you know. But we both there, Josh. You know, yeah, that's that's terrible. I don't, you know. I, that's you just... asked me the question. If I had a daughter, somebody raped my daughter. And, and she did she concede from the rapist, dude, does she have an abortion? Now I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna go murder the dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's off with his head. I know, man, vengeance is the Lord's, but that's hard. You man. know, if he if he comes in my house and he rapes somebody, I'm gonna murder him. Yeah. I I, I just think because rape is so happens what every so seconds, you know what I mean? Right. Every, and there's seven point some odd it's crazy. people it in happens. the county. Somebody somebody probably was just born this minute. 
and somebody and 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 rape is so high here man that i feel bad for women that are suffering and not able to speak about it because you know you know how when something is like oversaturated people don't take it serious that's how rape is at times but and it sucks Rape and abortion and all that, because you know everybody's doing it, and it's nice. Because it's uncontrolled desire, man. Yeah. And I and I I blame a lot of that on the internet now too, man. Especially today's internet, man. For because sure. now you got a lot of horny dudes and girls out there, man, that are watching a lot of freaky stuff on Instagram, man. And 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 people halfway showing their stuff, and the Bible warns against that, man, because that's witchcraft. Because what you're doing is you're stirring up an emotion that would never get satisfied. And when that emotion can't be satisfied, then that person is going to, he can't control it or she can't control it. They're going to go out and take it. Definitely. You know what I mean? If you, I, so like, many... you know, and I, and I kind of get on certain people like, man, you know, you should, you got to be modest as a woman. Watch what you do when you're on the internet and Instagram. Don't take pictures half naked because you're stirring up an emotion that can't be satisfied. So when that guy comes and knocks you over and tries to rape you, man, he's trying to he's trying to satisfy an emotion that hasn't been quenched yet. We got and that's you. where some of rape comes from as well, too. I remember you and I both, we, you know, we've worked at uh, special needs services. You know, when you're dealing with special, you know, education and and physically and and, and functionally uh, disabled people, and you know, some of them got some rape charges. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's hard. Like I had, I work with one, and and I was eighteen. I, I shouldn't have had that job, but here I am. Wait, I know nineteen, no, I was not even mature to have a job <laughs> being a steward uh, over a, a grown man with that type of charge. You know what I mean? And I would read the paperwork. Now I think about the paperwork I read. I'm like, that's crazy. But that yeah. was before I had Christ. Because when I read it, I was like, oh, this man, you know, he just raped somebody. Now I'm like, I'm cognizant and I'm like, this was, this was, this was horrible. Yeah. This was, I don't even know the words for it. It's horrible. I get yeah. mad just thinking about it. And I got to have a daughter too. So that's why I'm saying I'm conflicted by like, you know, rape and abortion law. Like I'm conflicted. And I got to keep. God's word at hand. You know what I mean? I'm I'm so conflicted just thinking about my daughter. Go if I know that I'm thinking, and that's who I'm thinking about. Now I know I'm like, even man, I'm listening, you, Courtney, man, and you are absolutely. I feel that Nori's my daughter too, no doubt, man. That's my girl, bro. I, and I'm so. like, man, my brother, right? You, t- I hear you talking. I'm just like, man, I the, the human part of me is just like, hmm. That's why I sighed, Jay. I said, man, if, if I had a daughter, somebody came in my crib, man, I'm, I'm a murderer. Mm. And then I got to really think, man, because the kid that's inside of that woman, of, of my daughter's stomach, man, that's he's innocent. But how he was conceived was out of guilt and out of, and out of uh, selfishness and greed, you know? Yeah. So that's tough, man, and that's where it takes that. Then that's why I always, I always harp on, man. When when God says, man, um, you know, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. 
I'm like, well, I need some of that dead Lord. <laughs> you know, my <laughs> thoughts right now is revenge. You know, I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate it the best way that I have, man. But it's still not a win-win because look at the trepidation that she has to go through on that table, man, in the abortion lab. Yeah, it's a so it's an all-around terrible thing, man. You know what I mean? And I think that's what, you know, and the best way that you and I can really rectify the situation before it happens, man, is to preach that godly standard. And make sure that they're basically, that they're safe when they leave the house. Either, they, you know, they got gun training, we in that time now, or they got mace training. You know, they got, some, they got something real hot in that purse. They can get on the perpetrator. Or... Never leave, you know, in packs or, or travel at certain hours of the day, you know. I know you real paranoid, and I am too, about my mom. You know, your wife works at a hospital. Yeah. My mom works at a hospital, you know, and I'm glad that they got shuttles that take them to their vehicles, you know what I mean, which is a plus, and a security guard on the shuttle. So that's a plus, you know what I mean? But, you know, then it's dangerous to be a woman out here, man. Man. Yeah, it is. You know, so man, we had a we had a buck, man. Yeah, we had a buck, man. You want to wrap up, man? Uh, yeah, we can't. I don't. I I don't got nothing, man. Just what you said is sticking with me. Without God, you don't have a standard. I don't. That might yeah. be. That might even be the the title. The, cool, cool, man. Well, podcast. I'll wrap up, man. Listen, yeah. everybody. This uh, this part of the podcast, man, is when we we gonna close it out, man. There's no right or wrong way, man, to really end the pod, but that this is a heavy topic, man. In all seriousness, you know, um, we we gave you a biblical answer on that, but from a human standpoint, man, it's it's tough. And I get it, man. There's going to be a lot of opinions and comments on this as well, too, man. Um, feel free to, to contact this man on the page at Finish Works Brand. Uh, oh, at the Finish Works Brand on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, leave us a comment, man, of how you handle it. What's your worldview? Why you hold it? Um, and on this uh, very on on this specific topic of abortion, man, it's serious, you know. Um, it's all right to say the right thing when it's not you, man, but somebody that you may know of that's been through that, man, it's tough. Um, I would also uh, uh, lead you to Jeff Durbin as well, too, at ApologiaRadio.com. Um, they do a lot of uh, things in the community, going to the abortion mills and um, stopping women or preaching the gospel when, and turning women away to have their child. And they're doing some amazing things as well, too. So uh, jeffdurbin.com or apologiaradio.com to get information on Stop Abortion Now as well, too. But, man, it's a serious topic, you know, when Jay and I and... And, and we ain't getting paid by that. And I say, and we not getting paid by him, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we, and we not, though. But <laughs> the information is there, man, that can go a little bit deeper than what, what, what you heard on the podcast as well, too. i to check that out, but, though. Um, I, I, I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to check him out, though. Got you. Oh, you, you seen him before, man. He's the one that was debating the atheist, man. Oh. At the, uh, oh, at the beard and everything. Okay, okay. But uh, just some solid information there as well. So, man, just check that out, man. And, and um, you know, glean what you can from that as well, too. And, and get some information and come up with your own thoughts on that as well, too. 
But, uh, man, thank you for your ear, man. Lord willing, we'll be back next week. This is the Milk versus Solid Food Podcast, powered by the Finished Works brand. And uh, until next time, peace.